We welcome you back to the 11th and penultimate day of Pro Wrestling Moments, and you are joining us today for our third annual prediction show. Now, somewhere I've either said or written that this is our fourth annual prediction show, uh, but I haven't been able to work out where this error is, and it will surely now haunt me for every single day I have left on planet Earth. With me this evening, our regular guest host, Dan, Mark and Stu, all shout at once and tell me how much you love me. I can go down. We love you. <laughs> That's a tumbleweed moment of shooting stars there. Uh, how are you all, gents? Happy New Year and all that jazz. And to you, and to you. Thank yes, you. Thanks to you, mate. So before we get into a look forward and also some highlights of 2023, it would be remiss not to mention the three big losses in the pro wrestling world last year. Jay Briscoe, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt are all no longer with us. Um, I'm putting you on the spot a bit because I haven't actually prepared any of you for this, but would any of you like to say anything about any of those individuals? I know, Mark, you were, you were, you were such are a huge Briscoes fan, so I know that was a particularly hard, hard loss, that one, uh, sort of this time last year. Yeah, uh, in in last year's predict uh, review of 2022, I mentioned about that trilogy with FTR and the Briscoe brothers were a highlight of mine, and I was very... Uh, disappointed that the Briscoes hadn't had chance yet to um, make it on the national scene uh, because of various off-screen reasons. And, uh, yeah, it was two weeks later when uh, Jay passed away, sadly. So, yeah, that was, that was a big one. Yeah. And Ter- Terry Funk, obviously, is you know, was uh, you know, quite a bit older than um, than Jay and uh, Wyndham Rotunda were, but, you know, still... a you know, really sad loss as well. You know, one of the one of the you know potentially greatest of all times. I think a lot of his really good stuff probably was lost to the annals of time and in, in a world and environment where video, you know, matches on videos didn't really exist. Uh, Stu, I know you were a big Bray Wyatt fan. So, anything to add on on him before we uh, before we move on to some highlights of last year, rather than obviously some, some significant lowlights. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say, really, isn't it? Because um, you, you don't expect to lose someone that young. You know, in in any realm of life, do you know what right. I mean? And 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 particularly sad that he he was, you know, he just recently become a father again, and and um, you know, it, it, I, I think one of the greatest characters in in, in the wrestling business. Um, um, I, I never really felt WWE really knew what to do with him because he was so out there. Do you know what I mean? But. Um, there was something about him that was 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 magnetic, and every time you saw him, I, I, you know, I, I loved it. But it's just as as a as a human being and as a family man, it's just it was it was tragic, really, and desperately desperately sad. And um, it's a shame, like you know, in recent annals, we've lost, you know, we lost Luke, didn't we? We've lost now lost Bray. You know, they were all very very tight individuals, weren't they? And, and to lose both of them so young is is. is unfathomable unfathomable really so um yes. you know but yeah a, a sad loss really so but more so for his family and and, and close friends yeah absolutely Dan, anything to add on any of the any of the three before we move on to some more upbeat stuff <laughs> no i think you guys have done it justice i actually remember last year watching that trilogy that mark alluded to um and how good that really was yeah now i think that was sort of like looked like right this could be a new beginning for these guys and uh, obviously, wasn't to be. Indeed, right now, let's uh, let's move on to some highlights of 2023. Which is we talked about it on last year's prediction show that 2022 was a monumental year. I think 2023 might just have topped it. Here comes- 
comes number 30. There's Marta Logan. And now Guther looking to eliminate Cody Rhodes and win the... Oh! Cody Rhodes! Crossroads to Guther! Guther eliminated! The American Nightmare! One step closer to the American Dream! Here to win of the 2023 Men's previously reported it is now official endeavor announcing wwe and ufc will combine to form a 21 billion dollar global live sports and entertainment company this is the biggest thing re emmanuel and vince mcmahon have ever done yeah combining forces like this is there's nothing like this there's never been anything like this and there's the people that think that they're owed an apology I've grown older and wiser in my years. Sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. Tell me when I'm telling lies. There is a buzz reverberating throughout Wembley Stadium. Today, I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All-In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable, and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never. In all that time, have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. PW Insider is reporting today that Vince McMahon is out 
and Triple H is in. And Endeavor has knighted Triple H as the man that they want running the creative team. It has been quite the night at the sold-out All-State Arena in Chicago. Electric, to say the least. So that was the year that was in 2023. And I think we talked last year about Vince being removed from WWE as whether that was you know, one of the biggest stories of all time and, and, and up with up there with Benoit, which I think is a kind of a bigger story, but a shorter, sharper story, um, perhaps with not so much um, kind of influence on the business. But WWE being sold was a thing that for a long time, I don't think anyone really believed would happen. We all thought that Vince would die still in control of WWE and not having sold. But this year, and I think there was probably a play in there, and the reason why he potentially sold to Endeavor and the merge of UFC is because this is a deal that brought him back. But obviously, that didn't last all that long. Mark, what do you think in terms of this? How seismic was that shift in terms of WWE selling, which is part one of the story? Probably even more important is the fact that Ari Emanuel has done the kind of heel turn on Vince of the century. He said, oh, it's all right, Vince. You can stay in position, blah, blah, blah. You can come back in, do creative. Soon as that bloody thing went through and all the due diligence was done, Vince was out of there and he was doing business deals for UFC and Saudi Arabia to keep him busy. What do you think about all that, Mark? Yeah, we've all made our feelings on Vince as a person pretty clear on podcast through 2023. And um, yeah, the, the fact that it's sort of blown up in his face, uh, ushering in the big deal. Uh, couldn't have happened to a nice, nicer guy, really. And yeah, um, yeah I'd say, um, I think we were all fairly positive uh, at the end of 2022 about the direction WWE had gone in and were continue, continuing to go in. And I think this has just um, gone even further. Now Vince is out of the way, like you say, Triple H is the main man, which we all agree is the best direction for creative reasons. And, um, yeah, I think um, it's a great deal for WWE as a whole, not just Vince. So things are uh, are on the up. In, ge in general, financially, I know we, we tend to talk more about the on-screen and rightly so, but, um, yeah, the, the, the company is in a fantastic position. So good, yes. good luck to them. Yeah. Um, Stu, anything to add on the, the sale and all that good, good stuff, all that jazz? No, not really. I mean, like you say, the only thing you, you it's just a, a whole wholly positive, really, from my opinion. If you think about it, you know, like Vince isn't really involved. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it on the surface. Stephanie's not involved. Shane's not involved. It just feels like a, a breath of fresh air that's been blown through through the organization and, 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 and a shift in direction with the overarching owners or the, you know, Endeavor and stuff like that. So, um, I, 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 I thought as we went through last year, WWE was on a bit of an upward trajectory and, and that was tied in with with Vince, I think, not being around. And um I just think it's the it's the right move. You can't underestimate what he 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 did for that organization, but like all of us, there comes a time where where you've just gotta 
you just got to step back and and let somebody else do it. Do you know what I mean? And that that will come to us all. Um, he's it's probably come got to a me lot. Already. <laughs> he's probably got a lot longer than what um, you, you you know any of us would do. But um, no, it's it, it can only be a positive step forward for me. So um, so yeah, definitely, Dan. Any any more thoughts on the the sale and and the the, the removal? I think for good of Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean they couldn't have looking back now couldn't have asked for better timing really. Right. So, you know, when AEW was at its peak, if this sale had happened, you know, it might have been, I don't know, overshadowed or been like, oh, okay, you can sell all you want, but you're, you know, you're well behind the curve. But AEW's on a on a downward trend. This sale happens and it's just revitalized the whole promotion. And it's made AEW look probably made them look even worse. Um and you know, not that you know, not that I think Vince would really care, right? He's getting nine billion or whatever pounds. I'm sure he doesn't care when he sells it. But as the promotion goes, and for fans of the promotion, couldn't have happened at a better time. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting one. Stu just raised there, where it's sort of like, as Mark said, we all got our views on him as a person, but what he's done for that promotion is incredible. Well, so it's yeah. a very difficult, very difficult. Uh, do you know what though? I I think that we'd have all about it if we'd have, if we'd have been the son of Vincent uh, Vincent J McMahon, I think we'd have all have done a decent job with that, and I genuinely think that because you had New York, he had New York, he had New York, and he took some gambles, but he had New York, he had the mm. biggest city in America, and he had and he got he got Hulk Hogan, and he'd already had Hulk Hogan before that, or Hulk Hogan was in that organization. And he didn't create Hulkamania. Hulkamania was created in the AWA and then Rocky Three. You know, so he 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 took that idea from somebody else, and it happened to be a time when cable television was, you know, becoming more of a thing. So it was easier to go national. And he and it, he, I don't I don't think that the booking of the WWF in the eighties is all that difficult. I mean, what if you really think about it? What are you booking? You're booking live events for a load of repeat matches, aren't you? Really. It's not like trying to do week to week television, and then what yeah, happened? But then, in... but then you've been watching UWF saying how poor it's been. Well, yeah, but that I mean, so whoever I, I was think... booking that's made a bad mistake, hasn't they? Well, the, the thing with the UWF is they lost all their stars, didn't they? But when we used to watch Mid South, that that TV was good, wasn't it? So I've, and actually, I think some of the early UWF was actually eighty six was okay for UWF, but then it they, they lost its way. Crockett, Crockett's not a good example because Crockett did go out of business, so obviously they could they couldn't do it, and their creative was bad. But I, I don't know. I, I think the Vince McMahon is a genius thing. Vince McMahon was a risk taker and he was in the right place at the right time. And then in the 90s, he, he got his pants pulled down again by WCW for 83 weeks or whatever. And then he stumbled across Steve Austin and The Rock at the same time. And he, and remember, he made Steve Austin be Ted DiBiase's ringmaster to start off with. So and also he had two. He had Vince Russo, who had a, had a limited amount of time in terms of ideas but he had this guy with a lot of ideas who fundamentally changed the business around that time. And then post the Attitude Era, Vince has been far more misses than hits. He really has. There'll be things that he's stumbled upon and, and periods of time that have been good. But we, we all watched it for years and years and years and years, where the vast majority of the time we were complaining about something on that show. So, you know, Vince Vince was right place, right time. Obviously did a good job in certain passages, but there's far more bad Vince Booker than there is good, I would say, definitely. And before we move on to a different subject, does anyone want to add anything else on, on Vince and WWE before we um before we move on to one of my favorite subjects of 2023? The the only thing I'll say is 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 what can someone of Vince's age do with nine billion pounds or dollars? 
How can okay. you even possibly get to think about? And what is he going to do with all that money when he I goes? I don't think you want to know, Stu. Well, yeah, all right. Okay. I think I think we could, Chris. we could talk all night about WWE creative <laughs> over the various eras that they've gone through, but I think you've downplayed a bit there about we'd have had a good go at it in his position. I mean, WrestleMania, he got a wrestler on Saturday Night Live and on the front of TV Guide and stuff like that. Nobody else was doing that. Admittedly, they all a few of them tra- thought about going national, tried to go national and didn't make it work. But I think he had a much better vision for what was ahead than the rest of them. That's why he brought in the celebrities. He he pushed Hulk Hogan like, yeah, obviously Hulkamania was already a thing in the AWA, but Byrne was happy in his Minneapolis area just uh, chugging along as a regional territory. Vince wanted that guy to take him not only national but worldwide. So, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah I mean, we can get in and out that, but... I don't disagree with that, actually, to be fair, Mark. I, I think you're absolutely right. He did, he did have a really good vision. I just think you've got the vision with Hulk Hogan. What would have done without Hogan is the thing. You, you, you know, that that you had this once-in-a-lifetime. Steve Austin was around for a lot less time, and The Rock was for different reasons. But Hogan was this enduring draw that drew so much from, what, 82, 83 in the AWA all the way through to when was his last sort of big draw in the year? 91, I suppose? Maybe yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, perhaps, perhaps I'm a little bit biased about, about Vince. Someone I'm definitely not biased about, and I've always uh, tried to be a broadcast journalist with lots of integrity, is the biggest, the absolute biggest thing in pro wrestling on January the 4th, 2024. And what? who am I talking about? Who am I talking about, gentlemen? Is anyone going to throw the name out there? Who's the biggest who's the biggest superstar in wrestling in 2024? Actually, you might think it's actually somebody else, but it's not. <laughs> this is what I'm concerned about. You might be in three or four different clothes. I just realized what happened on Raw this week. It's CM Punk. All right, forget the okay. rock for a second. Forget the rock. CM Punk came back to AEW, lasted almost no time at all, got another fight, got fired, and then somehow has ended up back in WWE. I just I just can't really believe it and can't really put it into words, really. But what I mean, what are even going back further than that, from 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 all out 2022 through to now, I mean that guy is just a license to print headlines, isn't he? And he's just sold out Madison Square Garden for a live event. Unbelievable stuff. Well, Dan, I know you're a bit of a you got a bit of hate speech and hate rage drinking on this guy. So why don't you go first on this? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've got a hate speech just because I sometimes just think <clears throat> slightly different to you. Hate I mean, speech. The integrity of this fella is. Zero, Neil. Oh, oh, no, don't like that. Don't give me, oh, like, it's like anything, isn't it? Oh, we're hell freeze over. Oh, it's froze over. I'm back. <clears throat> I'm back for you guys. No, you're not. You're back for the money. And that's. We well, did say that on the screen, didn't we? You that was the rudest thing he said. Yes, I admitted that. That's yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you cause it, but like, he turns up in AEW, then he, then he kicks off, then he turns up back at WWE, and I, oh, God, who, as I said, I said to you, I said to you, if you've got enough money, he could have been on this podcast today. He will do it. <laughs> he, he He's quite literally, what's that saying at DBSC? Everyone's got a price. That's that's the guy. There's no, um, he's not doing anything for anyone. He's not doing it for you, Steve. I'm sorry to say. He's not doing it for you, mate. He's doing it because, actually, no, he is doing it for you because what did you buy after three minutes? A t shirt. I know who I mean, he's, he's probably bought a house. Hoodie, <laughs> hoodie. Yeah, there you go. So, like, the guy's like, 
And and to be clarify, the amount of times I've been on this podcast and we'll mention someone and or it doesn't matter who it is, it's like, oh God, they're wrestling, no, they're wrestling. We'll just ignore the fact that his wrestling is very poor now. Uh, very I poor. Don't... The match is about Samoa a year Joe. away from cinematic matches. Hold on, hold on. The match yeah. at Sam- versus Samoa Joe at All In wasn't poor. That was one that's of the better matches. That was the night you turned the corner on Samoa Joe, Dan. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, Samoa Joe to win. Yeah, yeah but we, it was. Well, I thought it was an excellent match. One of the best matches yeah. on the show. You can't deny the fact, though, from a business standpoint, if you're Endeavor looking at this, he is box oh. office. He yep. will put bums on seats. He will sell merch. He, as much as he will make money out of Endeavor, Endeavor will make money out of him as well. Absolutely. And you cannot deny the fact that he yep. is box office. No getting away from it at all. If The Rock comes back, he is box office. He will make money. Endeavor, it's 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 a sound. And, and this is what you've got to, I think you have to look past sometimes. These are business decisions. The, yeah. the, the, is that old adage? I mean, <laughs> What's best for business? And it is yeah. that at that time, him coming back is best for business. You have now got a whole new trajectory going into WrestleMania that in November you wouldn't have even... We could have been having a totally different prediction show here talking about that. As soon as he come back, you have a completely different... Well, you have two or three or four different trajectories now that you could go into WrestleMania. If he stays fit. Well, uh, yeah, he's forty-six years old. That's always that's always yeah. the thing, isn't that's it? it. Yeah. But he's going to work. Stupid. He might know he, he's got an injury. He's going to work a limited schedule. He's going to work a limited schedule. He may have a contract where he does 10, 12, I don't know. He's going to work a limited schedule. But what he's going to do is going to be box office, yeah. and we're all going to be attracted to it because we want we we want to see it. It's it's. I, I, yeah, it's a good I, decision for me. I, I'm, 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 I'm all for it, and I do believe genuinely. Um, I, I, I think saying mature is the wrong word because you know that he's 46 years old, but but they're 10 years on now from 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 Triple H and Punk and all that. You know, it's a it's a different organization now, yeah. and 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 I and I think they will they. I mean, you don't know what's gone on behind the scenes. You don't know what's been said behind the scenes. I'm sure, because don't forget now, this is not just WWE. This is this is the endeavor. This is this is a different. There's going to be there's a different culture, isn't there? There's going to be with overarching organizations. There's a different culture and different rules will have to be followed. It's not an AEW, which is a bit of a. I don't want to say a shit show. It almost feels a bit like WCW in 1999, 2000. A bit yeah, chaotic, yeah. a bit out of yep. control. You know, you're, you're, you're talking that you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar company. And I think Punk will have to fit within those rules. Otherwise, he will be, he'll just be gone. And and they'll 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 erase him, won't they? Do you know what I mean? He'll be gone. So uh, for me, I think there's maturity from all parties on this. And, and it's, for me, it's all right. And even if you only get a year or two years out of it, the money that they'll make off that, I think, will more than justify the uh, the decision to bring him back. Sorry, just do, went off do you know what? We, we're at, no, it's fine. We're actually going to skip forward for one one question because we're on the subject of punk already. But I just want to want to make a quick point. I think people doing stuff for money is I'm okay with that because we all do really, don't we? We all if if you know if if money wasn't important, we wouldn't be getting out of bed to go to work. I, I do think for, for punk and some of the, the kind of fan stuff and for him he's, he's he's been a wrestling fan his whole life he didn't he doesn't want his wrestling career to end in a backstage fight with loads of stress 
at you know at, in AEW. I think he wants to do um, you know a couple of years as a, as a wrestler, and he's already been down to NXT, isn't he? I mean, you, you know, I think this guy wants to be involved, and I, and I think everything's changed, as you said, Stu. This this was a, a, a Nick Khan and a Triple H decision. Triple H is booking philosophy, apart from one thing, which I will come back to in a second. Um, is give the people what they want, and people they, they, they started to be clamoring for Punk, so he did it. He's he's given them back, and I'm sure they've had lots of conversations. And actually, you know what it's like um, in life. Punk's slate is somewhat wiped. All the AEW stuff it was nothing to do with any of the guys in WWE, and people understand that. I'm sure we've all got you know people that we've known in our lives where perhaps one of our friends thought, oh, I just can't stand that. I cannot stand that bloke. You're like, well, actually. I can kind of see both sides of it. And most people don't really want to get involved in other people's shit. I can't imagine Cody Rhodes is like, oh, I'm really upset that you punched one of the young bucks. Like, blah, blah. I don't, I don't think he cares at all. But while pat we're on... on the... Say that again, sorry. I'd pat him on the back for it. Yeah, well, exactly. While we're on the subject of CM Punk, we're going to do one question from our predictions before we circle back. So the, the, the question's a very simple one. Will CM Punk still be employed by WWE on 31st of December 2024? And I am going yes for that. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I'll put employ employed and injured. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. He'll be, he'll be employed, but he'll just won't be wrestling, but he'll be an employee. Fantastic. Uh, I suppose he's not employed actually at all. He's an independent contractor, but you know what, you know what I mean. Uh, he'll still, still be on their website. Yeah, okay. Stu. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do think he will be. I mean, I've got some, I've got some conspiracy theories, but they might came up in in other questions and stuff like that about where Punk goes this this year. Um, but yes, I think he will be. I, I think we'll see Punk through to maybe WrestleMania forty one. Maybe um, it's going to be forty one, isn't it? Next year, yeah. twenty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, I, I definitely do think he will be employed. Mark, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, everything went tits up in AEW because there's no discipline there. You know, Hangman Page can shoot on live TV. John yep. Moxley can blade every week, not because it's part of the story, but because he thinks it looks cool. MJF can repeatedly drop F1s that the sensor doesn't catch, and on and on and on. Um, I think, well, the, the all-out press conference, I think if it was Triple H sat next to CM Punk instead of Tony Khan, I firmly believe he'd have shut that whole thing down before Punk had even got halfway through his first muffin. Um, Tony Khan, however, was sat there in silence looking like a deer in the headlights while one of his employees was public publicly criticising the way he runs his business. Um, but surely Punk knows WWE is, as we've said about the Endeavour thing, but even before then, it's a professional company with professionals in position every facet of the business on and off screen. So when or if he gets pissed off with his position for whatever reason, I, I expect him and the top brass to, to iron it out one way or the other privately rather than the public mess that we saw when he was had problems with AEW. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I think the stuff about um you know the, the the stuff about punk and he's the, he's the cancer and all this sort of stuff in in and he's the cause of the problem as you say if if there was some proper discipline in that company then you just say no and and no one they didn't Khan never needs to bring him back he never needs to bring him back he could have paid him off or whatever he brought him back and then ultimately you had people shoot you had, you had Jack Perry on the pre-show 
doing that and that and that's what caused it and i think unfortunately you know a lot of people in that company live in a live in a kind of make-believe world where they think that what people what people say have no 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 consequences and, and obviously punk lives in a very has a very different view of the world in his mind um right let's go back to last year's predictions and i was just trying to find what the lowest dynamite rating was i think it's something in the region of seven hundred forty thousand. so the first question last year was will dynamite drop under five hundred thousand viewers for a week of television we all said no so that was one point to all of us um do any of you know who won this by the way before i go through any of you worked it out? No, no, Mark. No, I think so. No, okay. So the next question, so this is one point for each, was the men's and women's Royal Rumble winners. So I went for Cody Rhodes and Charlotte Flair. Um, Stu went for Cody Rhodes, albeit he very nearly chose Seth Rollins until Dan said that he, he was injured on Raw that week. Uh, and uh, Becky Lynch, uh, Mark, you went for Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley, so you nailed it. Uh, and Dan went for Cody Rhodes and Bailey. So at the end of that question. Uh, basically, Mark was 3-2 up on the rest of us. Um, we all said The Rock would wrestle, uh, so we were all wrong on that. Um, uh, myself, Mark and Dan all said that Steve Austin would not wrestle. And Stu said he would, unfortunately. So at this point, Mark is up with four. Dan and I am on three and Stu is on two. Uh, will AEW run a pay-per-view in the UK? I listened back to this uh, this week. I was just so, so like just not positive about this happening. And actually, all of us, apart from Dan, said no. So at this point in proceedings, because I think we thought it'd be a dynamite or something would happen, because they'd already announced they were coming to the UK, but not what it was. So at this point, um, Stu was still stuck on two. Mark and Dan were tied on four, and I was on three. Um, I worded this next question on the on the prediction show very badly, but it was supposed to be, will Vince McMahon return to WWE? And I said during the... During the um, I aired slightly more on the on-air appearance in, in the actual show, but I also said in any facet. So he obviously did... So I said no, Stu said no, Mark and Dan both said yes. So you both get the points there. So at that point, Mark and Dan are tied on five. I'm back on three, Stu. Stuck on two, I'm afraid, Stu. But hopefully you'll get a point. Uh, well, you won't get a point in the next question because it was, was, was will CM Punk wrestle? I said yes, Stu said no, Mark said no, Dan said yes. So um, Dan six, Mark five, me four, Stu two. Will Tony Khan step down as, as creative head of AEW? All of us put no, and we were all correct. So Dan has still got a one-point lead over Mark and two over me. Uh, we all said no to will AEW Dynamite or Rampage be cancelled. Um, so again, you know, the points differentials are the same. And the points differentials did not change after this because we didn't get either of the next questions right. So the AEW Men's Champion at the end of the year, uh, I went for Omega, and Stu went for MJF, Mark went for MJF, so you missed out by a day, basically. Uh, Dan went for Kenny Omega as well. Um, WWE Champion at the end of the year, I went for Gunther, Stu went for Sami Zayn, Mark, Sa uh, Seth Rollins, and Dan, Sami Zayn as well. Um, so Seth was a world champion, but I know that wasn't the yeah. So it was it was WWE champion if they yeah. split, but it was yeah it was going to be the Universal champion. So basically, the, the final scores and the doors were Stu from winner to last place in just a space of twelve months with four points. Um, I was third with six, Mark was second with seven, and Dan is a winner again. Congratulations, Dan. How does that make you feel? Uh, really good, actually. Yeah, really bloody good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pleased. Yeah, he, he can only be declared winner when I officially pass the torch, and I'm not quite ready to do that. So I might do it before <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> right. Um. Let's move on to uh this year, 2024. It makes me feel quite sick that it's 2024 now because I'm sure we can all remember 
what we were doing on the Millennium Night pretty like it wasn't, maybe not yesterday, but certainly not 24 years ago. Would you all agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Though, Dan, I think you well, you must have been quite young for Millennium Night. Were you like 12 or 13 or something? Yeah, I was 13, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, did, your, did your dad throw like a big old party for Millennium? Like, we were at a bigger party, yeah. That's yeah, I thought you would be, yeah. 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 I can imagine that. Yeah. Did you have a few sneaky beers on that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you bloody did. Right. Uh, moving away from um, when we were when we were much younger. Uh, so, will Dynamite drop under five hundred thousand viewers for a week on television? So, I've kept this on the ballot, so to speak, this year, and I'm going to say no again. But I think they're going to drop below five hundred thousand next year. And we touched on this a little bit last year. But there is a storm a coming. There's a massive, massive story that could potentially happen in 2024. And that is if Warner Brothers Discovery pay to have Raw on one of their networks. Now, if that happens, there's no there's no definitive thing that would prevent AEW staying on Warner Brothers Discovery other than their money and their ability to, to have two big rights holders for wrestling. And would they want to have two wrestling companies in the same channel? Probably not, I would say. So I think what's going to happen is Dynamite, Rampage and Collision are going to be gone from Warner Brothers Discovery uh, by the end of this year or going into 2025. And the network that picks them up will have a significantly worse reach and you're going to get under 500,000 in, in 2025, mm. but not this year. So that's a no from me. Stu, what do you think? You going no as well? I, I Yeah, I, I think no. I was looking at... Um, so I was looking at the trajectory of figures and... And I, AEW Dynamite's consistently knocked out between eight and nine hundred thousand all year. A couple of peaks at a million, a couple of that just slipped under eight hundred thousand. But but the 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 trend is a downward trend from twenty two. Yeah, but it's not downward enough to make me think that it's going to plummet that far to to fall under five hundred thousand. Because if you look, it's been very consistent all year, all year, and and I, and I don't particularly see that. That happening, yes, you you've got a slightly different a different roster. I mean, I'm not close enough to AEW to really sort of like uh, have a have an uh, an opinion. But um, it, for me, it's an aging roster as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know they've got Edge and Christian and and that the MJF Adam Cole thing might keep keep viewers interested for the first three six months of the year, depending on how quick MJF is back. Um, um, but for me, it's 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 on a downward trend, but not enough to to slip underneath the five hundred k. Do you know what? I didn't realize this, and I've just I've just found an excellent um, table from WrestleTalk. So you know the night that um, WWE loaded up NXT uh, and they went head to head with Dynamite on a Tuesday. Dynamite only did six hundred nine thousand viewers that night, um, which is not far away from five hundred thousand, is it? Uh, I still think I'm sticking with with no, but they're not far away. That if something happens and one of those one of the WWE shows has to move or, or Dynamite has to move a night, I think it could happen in 2024. But I'm sticking with no. Um, uh, Stu, are you staying with no based upon that? Yeah, because like I say, if you just if you look at the comparison, the 22 because I'm on that as well, that Wrestle Talk thing, that 22 yeah. comparison, it's it's so minimal, so yeah. minimal to to so so to go. The, the trends don't support the fact that it would go down that low. So I'm sticking with no based on scientific fact. 
Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's nothing near a percent, is there? In that, by the looks no. of, uh, is it percent? I think yeah. Uh, I don't know what that. What is that? That zero point one. Oh, that's a hundred. That's a hundred thousand, isn't it? So that's a, so the the most is. Oh, there's one that's two hundred thousand down actually, but then that's to nine hundred thousand. So that's down from a huge, um, you know, huge base point, really, isn't it? So most yeah. of them are. Are under that, so you'd have to be significantly yeah. more than that. But if you look at it, that most of it, bar one or two shows, is negative. It is a downward yeah. trend. Yeah, big time. But again, yeah. it, it's just not significant enough for me. So, Dan, what do you think on this one? It's uh, <clears throat> a so no for me. I think the, that they'll come up with enough news stories. Then you've got the build to all in um, that they'll have, um, and I just think when I when I uh, go on Twitter and have a look at like I don't know a tweet that they might have posted or whatever. So many people, like, they, I just think they've got enough fans. And, like, like you'd be surprised. Like, the last, um, you know, pay-per-view or whatever, or some of the, even the pay-per-views we've seen before and we've gone, wow, oh, it was awful. You'll click on it. The re- people on there are, like, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Yeah, I know. Seen. But they've got not enough, enough of them, is there? Yeah, but I just think they've got enough. They've got enough of that, yeah. They've got enough fans that also like they would just sit there and be like, right, what am I doing Wednesday? I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. It's what, yeah. It's, what, it's what I do. It's what I do. Um, and I think in a country the size of America, always, you're always going to have enough. Certainly uh, Mark, for 2020. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think the net, I think the network thing is the problem because you only, you only have to see what happens to SmackDown when they're off Fox and they're on FS1. If you're on an unfamiliar network, like it happened with, with TNA and Spike when they went to... A, Crikey, I can't remember. It was Discovery America or something they were on, and they just chunked a whole. Like people, people get out of the habits of things really, really quickly. And I think that will be the time that um, you know, especially they they change nights, change networks, and that's this kind of death now. Uh, Mark, what do you think on this one? Uh, a mate of mine asked me earlier this week if I had any New Year's resolutions. I said I do have one, which is to generally be more positive and focus less on negative things. Huh. But I'm not enforcing that resolution until January the 5th. When he <laughs> asked me why, I said it's because I've got to talk about AEW on the 4th. <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm predicting yes. Uh, I'm not going down the scientific route as you three have. I'm just going with a gut feeling. Yeah. I mean, um, I know the averages are what they are, but some segments on some Dynamites... Have, have got really, really low pitch, people switching off in droves. The, the only week-to-week week things I follow is actually Jim Cornette's podcast, and I know he's very he's got not a lot of positive things to say about AEW, but he does review the shows, and they do go through the specific numbers and ratings every week to see who's drawing and who isn't segment to segment. Uh, I think there's a core group of maybe seven or 800,000 viewers who were with AEW at the start. They've followed their favourites on the indies or from New Japan, and now they're, they're watching them on, on AEW. And I thought that they're always going to be there. They've had a few periods where they've had regular million weeks, million viewer weeks, but then it drops again and it drops again. But I just feel like since the end of 2022, when the Bloodline, Bloodline story really took off, WWE have done some excellent TV and I just feel like if that continues at the same time, AEW, I mean, the attendant, live attendances are down as well. If they're dragging out story arcs like the MJF and Adam Cole thing, for example, which began seven months ago and has got a lot more months still to go in it, 
I just see more and more people of that AEW fan base would switch sides to see what the likes of CM Punk, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Judgment Day, etc. are up to on the other channel. So I'm going to take a wild stab at, yes, it might drop that far. Yeah, and I think that's the, the WWE stuff is such an important thing because I think that what Triple H has managed to do, and he did this when he was first in charge, and he's doing it again now, WWE, WWE have babyface themselves. WWE are the, the, the babyface promotion, the happy, you know, all the babyface, everyone, Sami Zayn, uh, Jey Uso, Randy Orton, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. They're the babyface promotion that people are behind now and they are selling tickets and they are licensed to print money. And AEW has got WCW 2000 vibes about it. Now, I wouldn't suggest that the creative is anywhere near as bad as that, um, but they're, they're, they're kind of a laughing stock. And I think that is a very, very difficult place to get back from. And unfortunately, I, I feel, you know, we, 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 this is out on the same day. And I actually feel pretty down about wrestling, actually, at the moment. Not WWE. I'm interested in WWE, and that's nice. But on this podcast last year, I talked about how much stardom I'd watch and how New Japan was coming back. And, you know, there's still some good stuff on AEW. But I can't watch Dynamite. Now, I understand Dynamite that aired last night which was missing a few people was actually pretty solid. So, you know, but then that happens sometimes. I know Dan and I, you, we've had lo loads of conversations where I've done it. It was pretty good this week. And then all of a sudden the next week it dips off a cliff again. Um, but new Japan's out. I've canceled my new Japan world subscription, which I've had for seven or eight years now. Cause I'm like, it ended with Naito and Sonata in a, in a botch fest. And then bloody evil came out to challenge uh, Naito. I'm just like, what, what is this promotion now? Dolph Ziggler. I mean, come off it. Like, who is interested in him? I'm just like, I'm just cancelled. I can't be bothered. AEW, I can't I can't sit through. I can't sit, I can't get through a dynamite anymore. So I'm actually pretty dead. Even things like RevPro, like RevPro's been amazing over the last few years. What does the, the future of RevPro look like without Will Ospreay? It doesn't look good. They sold 800, you know that, that show in Crystal Palace a few weeks ago, Dan? They did 890 tickets for that. 890 tickets. And that was with Osprey on it. You know, so... It's not a venue that works. Apparently, York Hall's got new owners. Yeah. They put the they put the rental charge up for it significantly. That is not a, that's not a happy place for them either. So there's just not a lot in in the round in the round. There's not a lot. I don't feel like there's a lot a, a lot to be positive about other than WWE. Now, for most of our fandom, for a long time, like we've you know I know Mark was you know you're, you're big into ECW and also Ring of Honor through times but actually most of my fandom i've dipped in and out of some of that stuff and i've gone to the odd indie in the uk but most of the time it's been pure wwe and i feel in a way that i'm getting back to that and, I, and i'm okay with that but i'm also a little bit it's a little bit of me that sort of dies inside the fact that all of this other stuff that i've really liked discovered i'm not going to be following anymore stardom's the same like stardom's gone through a lot of weird booking stuff and also there's that thing where you know, if someone gets really hot in one of these promotions now, there's just not the money in Japanese wrestling. They're going to go to bloody... Like, look at Mariah May, snapped up by Tony Khan before she even had really any chance in stardom and given a role as bloody Tony Storm's sidekick. So, yeah, I'm just a bit bit down and negative. But, I, Mark, perhaps I should take follow your lead and start being less negative. But I'm not going to do it quite yet because I... got Moving on from the last question and, and staying on the subject of AEW, I think AEW, Dynamite, Rampage or Collision, perhaps all of them... The announcement will be made, and that's the question. Will an announcement be made during 2024 that those shows will be cancelled? Um, I've I've worded that slightly differently, but so that might that might change your um your answers. But just to be clear, really clear on this, 
is will an announcement be made during 2024 that AEW Dynamite Rampage or Collision will be taken off the air during 2025? I haven't changed the number, so it should say 2025, but it says 2024. So I'm saying yes. Shu, what do you think on this one? Uh, based on everything you've probably just talked about, then I'm, I'm gonna. I almost want to go after Dan so I can just answer the opposite to what he answers to stand a <laughs> chance next year. You see, but uh, uh, based on what you've said, yes, I, I'm gonna go with yes. Uh, Dan, why don't you go next? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna go yes. I actually put uh, when you said taken off air, I could see them being moved to YouTube. One, no, like, one of them being moved. Yeah, it's, no money. it's only it only has to be one. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a really important point. Maybe one, one. or like fight where it's not live. So you know, like, or you've got, you know, like what some of the smaller promotions do now. But you know, you know what that would mean though, if that happened. That there's no television company that wants it. Yeah, but I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, be... the... Well, they already have dark on YouTube, so I'm just oh, no, saying that's gone now. A dark, dark. Right. So, uh, yeah. so they've yeah. done the YouTube thing for us. So they might just yeah. go, "Oh, going forward, we're going to do collision on YouTube." Yeah, they're, they're... Oh, yes for me. Yeah. Okay, Mark, uh, Mark. What do you think on this one? Uh, it's a yes for me. I, I can't see the Saturday night CM Punk show lasting much longer. Um, no. At, at the end of the day, Tony Khan's best mates fell out with his biggest superstar on his roster. And instead of taking charge and sorting out that problem, as we said earlier, he created a new one. And that new problem was called AEW Collision. Um, yeah. Saturday has always been a terrible night for a weekly TV show of any kind to get decent ratings. That's why primetime dramas and sitcoms have rarely aired on the weekends since the earliest days of television. And when AEW's main show featuring all of their biggest stars is on primetime on Wednesday nights, Sending out half of that roster again on a Saturday is only ever going to get a fraction of that fan interest you've got. Yeah, it, It'd be like airing new episodes of Friends every Wednesday night in the 90s and then having a show starring Ross's ex-wives and Gunther air every Saturday <laughs> night. It makes no sense. So Collision was just a, a bad idea and I, I can't see it lasting much longer. If it was Emily, I would definitely watch that spin-off. <laughs> definitely, 100%. Helen Baxendale. I think she might be the originator of where I started liking Big, Big Nose Brunettes. <laughs> I was watching it with Charlotte about six months ago in the morning, in the morning on Saturday. You know, like Comedy Central, I got on all day, don't they, basically? And, she got um, a bad rap, Emily. It wasn't her She did. She yeah. did get a bad rap. She did yeah. really get a bad rap. And I'm like, it was almost like a light bulb moment. I thought, that might be, the, that might be it. From old cut from cold feet more than friends, but yeah. Um, so we've all gone yes on that, haven't we? Which is which is an, a sad indictment of where where we are in you know at the start of twenty twenty four. And on the same subject, I the, the question is: Will Tony Khan remove himself as head of creative in AEW? The only the only way that I see this happening is if there's some sort of health issue with him. Um, I, I don't see this happening. Uh, uh, I, I don't see anyone having the ability to make this happen other than potentially his father, if he does something really stupid or criminal. Um, so I'm going to go no, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think this a lot, if I woke up one morning and I looked at my phone and there was a story along those lines about him. Um, Dan, you're probably the the uh, Tony Khan expert on the call. Uh, well, expert, if you like, on the call. What do you think about this? Um no, why would he? Well, um, yeah. This is, this is his toy. Um, 
of uh, in September 2023, the company was valued at two billion pounds. <clears throat> um, Daddy's letting him get on, do his little thing, and earn him to and and build something up that's worth two billion pounds. But they're not making any money, are they? I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I, I know that. I'm, sell it tomorrow for two billion pounds. Daddy's just going to let him play yeah. over there with his toys, with his grown-up adult toys, and then he's more likely to remove him from Fulham. Yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, that is Daddy saying. Once we get a bit more serious, you'll come. You can come off them, and you can keep playing with your grown-up toys. So I think he wouldn't be. And I even think if he like done something criminal, like you say, or something that was bad. It would be Fulham he would be removed from, the Jaguars he'd be removed from, yeah. where he would face more scrutiny. And the daddy would say, I still need to keep him in work. Give him, yeah. put him there, put him there. So that's why I just think that's just where daddy keeps him. I mean, the the, the TV thing is really interesting in AEW because because Impact Wrestling is still, still alive and they're alive fundamentally because they're owned by a media company now. But they're a very, very small company. Um, and I do, I do think that AEW, I don't think AEW will go out of business in the next two or three years. But I do wonder if where we're going is a impact sort of situation potentially. Uh, Mark, what do you think about the Tony Khan question? No, def definitely won't be removed. Um, I mean the the Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham Football Club that they are somebody else's creations that his family is currently in charge of, but AEW clearly means way way more to him personally. He created it from scratch. It was his childhood dream and his biggest passion. So I, I definitely don't think he'll quit. Even if the ratings continue to dwindle, they continue to lose money every week. He's always wanted to be a wrestling promoter like Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. And now, damn it, he is a wrestling promoter, but more like Herb Abrams than the other three. <laughs> yeah, big time like Herb Abrams. Uh, Stu... Um, I haven't really got much more to add, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm in I'm in the same the same mindset that no, he won't be. I I can see maybe the start of a, a gradual transition um, over the next couple of years. You know, I know Danielson's been quite involved, doesn't he, in in some of the booking and and stuff like that for AEW recently. So so maybe some sort of transition. Um, but but no, and because I, I was thinking, I was looking at like Fulham. I was thinking, well, Fulham, you, you, Fulham are flying. Do they do they need him? I know, I know, it's always been. I think Stephen, you've always previously mentioned about him having his split interests and stuff like that. But actually, Fulham are doing so well at the moment. Um, why why, like you say, he's more likely to leave Fulham or, or be removed from the Fulham structure than he will be AEW. So no, I I, I don't see it at all. I mean, I think that we... If, Just a little shout out there for how well Fulham are doing as well. Well, so, the thing is... If, shout in there as well. Thank you, I appreciate that. If we hadn't won on Sunday, I think we were five points on the relegation zone. So it wasn't that... Do you, do you agree, Dan? It's, it's, I think some some results are obscuring it a bit, aren't they, really? Yeah, but we are in a cup semi-final this week. So that's true. I don't think we can complain too much. No, that's true. Uh, right, remind me to ask you a question that I meant to ask you when we are looking back at last year, which is going to have a one-word answer, which I'm going to ask you after this one. Which is will the greatest wrestler that's ever walked the face of the earth? Will Osprey win the AEW World Title in twenty twenty four? Dan, you're on the screen. You go first. <laughs> if Samoa Joe can, he can. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, that this is their. You know, they signed him at the same time that WWE 
sort of got punk. So this is so good timing for Osprey, I think, because Tony's going to be like, right, I need to show that the guy I signed at the same time is 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 the nuts, and I need to show him to the world. So I think, yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Yeah, I do really worry about the creative for him in AEW because I just think the whole. I mean, look at this. Look at the Continental Classic. So he was going on about I want a new. I want a more sports based, more sports based television program. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the G1 essentially what New Japan do every year in the summer. But that's great. That's great. And then, you, but all you have to do for that tournament is give a world title shot at the end. So we need to do. And I'd have been all over it like a rash. But what they did instead was they decided to merge two belts that Eddie, Eddie Kingston had and create a third belt. So it became a mid-card, meaningless thing that the guy with two of the belts ended up winning. And you're just like, what? what? So if the, if the goal at the end and the thing you're going to win at the end is meaningless, then all of those matches that I hear are so good in the, in the middle are meaningless. And that's the problem with this. It's so obvious where you need to go. But... I really just don't know what's going to happen with the title, given given the MJF and Samoa Joe thing. Uh, MJF, I understand, is pretty significantly injured, may need shoulder surgery. God knows what's going to happen. You know, the top feud in the company is between two people that can't wrestle at the moment. So I mean, it's just it's just a bit of a bit of a nonsense. But I, I am going to say, somehow, some way, hopefully at Wembley, if he's fit and well to do it, that Osprey is going to win the world title. At, um, in 2024 or the AEW world title, I should say. Uh, Stu, what do you think? Um, again, not being an aficionado on the AEW products, but I'm going to say no. I think they're going to go for the long build here. Um, I can see Edge winning it before Osprey does or something like that. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say no on this one. It's caused me a sneezing fit of bloody edge. <laughs> oh, God, goodness me. Do you think that, a question for the panel before we before Mark answers this one, do you think there are many people in the world that want to see either, either Adam Copeland, I'm, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze again. Adam, <laughs> I'm not editing You're that out, so sorry. I'm allergic to him. Adam Copeland or Dolph Ziggler? Do you, do you think there's any, if you had a wrestling company, you had a billion dollars, are you signing either of those people? Because for me, I can't understand. Edge has had a fine career over there. Dolph Ziggler, mid-carder for life. Are, they're not that good in the ring. Are they that good on the mic? Do I want to see them with anyone? If Would any of you sign either of those two? I, I would say yes with Adam Copeland. Um, in the position, to AEW's credit, I'd put him in the position he's in. He's going straight for the feud with Christian, which hasn't been done for 20-odd years at a time when Christian's at the top of his game one of the best things in AEW. It's not like he's pushing him as main eventer, world title guy. They're in a nice little mid-card feud. And obviously, we've all got our opinions on on how the feud's going and how we think it's going to end. But I think there's a position there for him. And I'd say similar with Ziggler, to be honest. There's people I can see him working with and having good matches with. Just don't push him like the old... Um, TNA thing was if you sign someone who used to be in WWE, put them straight in the main events in the title yeah. picture. To, to, to Tony Khan's credit, he's not doing that with everybody. Um, AW and there are a hell of a lot of ex WWE guys mm. there at the moment. Is and you're gonna get that big. You're gonna get that big bang, aren't you? Once they, you know, when they sign you, sign them, you're gonna get that big bang for three, four months, aren't you? You know, and again, it comes back to the CM Punk thing, isn't it? 
for AEW signing someone like Copeland is a bona fide WWE. Well, just one of the best, if you know what I mean. So for them to sign him, it, 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 you know, if they get six months out of it, then it's 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 a good thing, from in my opinion. So yeah, I would. I mean, I I I I'll let Dan answer in a second. I I just fundamentally wouldn't at all. I think it, I think both of them, Ziggler today at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, it's just like this guy's in his forties. He was never the guy. We're not we're not talking about John Cena or Pete Batista or Triple H or The Rock or Steve Austin or Mick Foley. We're not talking about that level of people. And obviously, some of those people in there, Hogan, uh, or even even Kevin Nash and Scott, or Scott Hall. We're not talking about. You know, upper mid card or lower main event or main event or like absolute megastars here. We're talking about. I mean, Edge had a decent run. Edge yeah, is they're, a pro- they're all bona fide main event world champion type guys. Ziggler's not that, and we don't know what New Japan have got in mind for Ziggler. It might just be a tag team. But where's the that? Where, what I'm, I guess where I was going on that is if 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 these guys are wanting quite significant money, then is there any value in paying them significant money versus? using that television time to develop someone that's probably on one tenth of their salary and try and make them make them the star. Put Christian with and he has worked with with younger people to be fair, but put Christian with some younger people and try and develop a baby face through to that 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 that's the feud with him. I, I just don't really if it was my money, I wouldn't be spending money on I think I I'd be more inclined in AEW's position to use Edge or Adam Copeland sparingly. New Japan and Dolph Ziggler, I just don't, I don't see it. That's not, that's so, it's really, really jarring. I think for him, uh, Dan, what, what do you think of both of those? And would you sign either of those if it was your, your wrestling company and money was no kind of no object? Yeah, Edge, yeah, I still think I would. Um, Dolph Ziggler, no, Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't think that's even a, that's an absolute no-brainer. I mean, what? Uh, that's just it might. Who did he used to? Did he used to knock around with? Um, <clears throat> Vicky Guerrero. <clears throat> yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, did he not? She, she, well, she's free in AEW. They could reunite them. Then, then I might be interested. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, who is signing this guy? Well, New Japan apparently had. Uh, Mark, so did you did you answer the Will Ospreay question, or or did you not? No, I haven't. I haven't no. got to that yet. What did you? What What are your thoughts on that one? Well, I would. What I was going to mention first was. Uh, on the subject of Osprey, um, how surprising it was that the last ever episode of Free From just happened to land upon. Uh, it was. Will it was. It was. Leg- it was legit. It was okay, legit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was. So it was. With that, that was quite a podcast episode where we were told <laughs> the greatest wrestler in the history of the world over and over. It was. Yep. It was an amusing uh, uh, summary, anyway, of three good matches. So getting to will he win the world title in 2024? I think it's hard to say. Um, I'm going to bury our friend again first, Executive Vice President Matt Jackson. I see he will see him coming in as a surefire opportunity to get a couple more five star ratings from Uncle yeah. Dave on the board. So I'm particular. I'm sure that that EVP will be maybe having a word with the boss about starting him off in the tag division. With oh. maybe a big name partner or two to have some classics with the books. Uh, but once that's out of the way, I, I could see Tony Khan strapping the rocket to him because for Osprey to get that big entrance at Wembley ahead of the big match where he got the big win over Jericho, 
clearly Tony Khan was desperate to get him to sign there. He laid the carpet out for him and he wouldn't have done that for just anyone. So Osprey, I, I do see getting a big push in 2024. But I'm not sure if it will be that big of a push that quickly or if he's going to start nearer the middle of the card and work his way through to main events later on. So I'm going to say no. Interesting. So Mark's going, no, I'd already typed yes for you, Mark, actually. thought I think I anticipated wishful that you were going to go, yes, wishful thinking. Right, here's a question before we move on to the next official question that I want you to answer with one word, yes or no. Okay, and Mark's on my screen. So I'm going to go, I'm going to Mark, Stu, Dan in this. Should Cody Rhodes have beaten Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania this year? Yes or no? Yes, if I have to answer in one question, but obviously it's not that straightforward. Well, we're, talk, we're going to talk more about what's coming, so that's why I wanted to keep it yes or no. Stu? Yes. Dan? Yes. Yeah, I'm still a yes as well. I, I, I watched the end of that match earlier on today, and the, for the first time, I've never watched any of it back, and the crowd were going ballistic for Cody, absolutely ballistic towards the end of that match, and I still think he should have won. And that takes us on to... Some WWE questions, really, for the for the next portion of this, uh, for most of the rest of this, actually. Now, so first of all, the old classic, old favourite, men's and women's Royal Rumble winners. I'll go first on this. I'm going CM Punk and Becky Lynch to be men's and women's Royal Rumble winners. Shoot you on my screen. Why don't you fire away next? I am replicating your answer, CM Punk and Becky Lynch. Mark, um, I'm going to go CM Punk, but. I mean, anyone but Becky Lynch for the for the women's one. I've never rated her as highly as WWE. Right the way back when Nia Jax clumsily twatted her in the face and that led to a <laughs> WrestleMania main event. Um, I don't think she's as big an attraction now as she was then, but WWE still treat her as their top female babyface, so I'm, she is one of the favourites. Um, for, for me, though, the last couple of weeks we've heard the occasional rumour going around that have got a little traction concerning a certain former multi-time women's world champion been in negotiations to maybe make a triumphant return. So now she's conquered Japan. I think the time's right for uh, <laughs> the CEO, the blueprint, the legit boss, Sasha Banks, to grace us with her presence back where she belongs. Uh, Becky and Bianca have no momentum. Ronda's gone. Charlotte's injured. All the female stars who had a good 2023 are heels like Rhea Ripley and Damage Control. All the pieces are there in place. They need a big name baby face to breathe some life back into the women's division. There's no better candidate in my eyes. It is wishful thinking, though. It's more likely going to be someone like Maxine Dupree. But outside chance, I'm going to say Sasha Banks. No, I was really good on uh, on Raw this week. It was Ivy Nile and Rhea Ripley. I, I was really impressed mm. by Ivy Nile. She's really, really good. Um, I think... Mercedes or Sasha, depending on what what alias she's going by. Mercedes is her real name, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I can't say alias. What name she's going by was very supposed to be very close to AEW, and there's strongly rumored she's going to be on on the show last night. But I guess the deal's not been done, and if she's got any sense, I mean, she needs to go to WWE. That that I think the sticking point is she wants as much, if not more, money than any other woman, and that's the yeah. It's whether WWE agree that she's worth that or not. I think she's going to stand firm and if they don't offer it she'll just go somewhere else i mean they they should have the sense to to give us give her something else so like say you can have three months off a year to do outside projects or something yeah. like just just find a way to make that deal happen and um, dan what do you think about men's and women's raw rumble winners 
punk for the men. Yeah. Right. You guys can correct me, but is Bailey still kicking around? She is. Yeah, I've just lo I've lost your lost your sound for a second there, Dan. Unfortunately, but I think if you're oh, if you went, oh, oh, you're back, you're back, you're back, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. Bailey, fine, right. Uh, your connection. The, the, the other thing, just to year, I'm just, I'm just going to back her again. I went for last year. The She's other thing, back. just to the other thing, just to throw in the mix as well. If the rumors are true, is that Naomi's supposed to be on her way back? Yeah. Yeah, whether she's whether they deem her big enough to to win the rumble or, or I don't know, but I, I I expect to see her returning at the rumble at some point, whether whether or not. But I'm, I'm that's not changing my pick. I'm just saying that's probably something else just to factor in as well. Yeah. Um. Right. WrestleMania main events night one and two. Uh. So I watched Raw this week, uh, and I watched The Rock. And I watched 22 minutes and I thought 21 minutes and 55 seconds of it was absolutely awful. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was bad comedy. I thought it was a segment that would have been better served in 2004. I thought the whole thing was awful. And then he said one thing that the crowd erupted for at the end, which is the head of the table line. I've got absolutely no interest in seeing The Rock versus uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think it's the wrong thing for the company. The, the tickets are sold. It's not a pay-per-view. There's no... There's. I don't see really much other than maybe... Other than Roman getting a little bit more out of him out of it because he be, he'll beat The Rock. But there's no jeopardy in that match. The Rock's not going to be the champion. So I don't like it at all. If they do it in Australia at that stadium and sell a load of tickets because of it, which I, I don't think they're probably going to do. Though apparently we, we've got an announcement coming out later on, and I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. But I'm not I'm not a fan of that at all. I think the promotion should be about making baby faces. Cody's in his late 30s. He's got two or, you know, I don't know how, because pe people don't age, as much, don't age as quickly now, but he might have four or five years, prime years left in him. He needs a title now. And I don't mm. want to see The Rock versus um, Roman Reigns. So I'm going... In hope more than expectation, Seth Rollins versus CM Punk on night one and Roman versus Cody on night two. Um, Stu, what are you going with? You seem to be in agreement there of nodding away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a lot. I think if I remember right in the last show, we had a really long discussion about, uh, well, I think how I envisage this all playing out with Rock, Rock in it. And I've been doing some thinking about it today. And had, if CM Punk hadn't been in the picture, I might have been leaning towards that. But I think... You don't need Punk and Rock on the same show. It, that that's just my that's my opinion. So so night one, Punk Rollins, night two, Rhodes Reigns. I think somehow, um, don't ask me how, I think somehow Rock is gonna end up in some way, shape, or form involved in that match, whether that be referee or something like that, because I think that the, the bigger plan or, or the longer term plan for me is Rhodes beats Reigns at WrestleMania, whether the Rock counts the three or, or, or somehow gets involved, which then sets up the match at SummerSlam for 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 Rock versus Reigns, and that would be where where I would where I would go with it because, like you say, SummerSlam, yeah, it's a big enough show to to to, to house that and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Rock needs to be on WrestleMania, and I certainly wouldn't know disrespect to it being out in Australia, but I certainly wouldn't waste Rock versus Reigns in a February B-type level pay-per-view. So for me, that's where I'm going with it. 
Rock will be involved at WrestleMania in some way, shape, or form, whether it's to count the three or or cost raise or whatever, with a view to them fighting at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think I think that the, the Australia one is an interesting one because I I don't know whether that there was any um, kind of legitimacy in that rumor. I'm sure we've all seen around the Western Australian Tourist Board potentially kind of funding it. Um, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the moment actually on Ticketmaster to see what the situation is with the with the actual sort of what this what the stadium looks like in terms of number of seats. But I mean, there's there's loads of seats here available at this place. Um, so I I don't know. I do I do wonder because you, you think that if it was the Rock versus Reigns at Elimination Chamber in a in a big cricket stadium. I would have thought a lot of people will travel for that, and for for what what I mean, there's like yeah, there's loads of tickets available. What, what what would that be? What would that mean to Perth in terms of what did they say about Clash at the Castle? It's like it was tens of millions of pounds, wasn't it? That that was worth. So I I I, don't, I wouldn't discount it, but I don't know. The thing the thing I, with I that, don't. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. sorry the, the the last thing I was going to say is the 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 bit that makes me wonder a little bit is the time zone thing because it is it is an australian prime time show so it's going to be here in the morning on uh that saturday in february so it's going to be like a the main event will be on a something like 7 a.m 6 a.m us time if not a bit earlier so are they really going to put the rock is rock really going to mm. do that i don't know i think with I, it I don't been think a, though you with need it been network premium live events I don't think the pay-per-view buy rate is, is as much of a factor as it used to be. I think getting the oh. live crowd and getting the live gate revenue in and the merch and everything on the night, I think putting the rock in there will sell out that stadium where Roman against anybody else might not. But I don't think you need to have the rock versus Reigns for the title because if you have that elimination no, I have for the title. It, no. it, it, I think the title is the red herring here, which is why I'm saying... I think that's more a SummerSlam type match yeah. when Reigns has already lost the title. He can have a couple of months off or go like he Rhodes and, and Punk Rollins, whoever it is, them two can then carry that company forward. Uh, you, you don't need the title to make Reigns versus Rock versus Reigns relevant. Do I want to see it? Yes, I do. I just don't want to see it at WrestleMania. I mean, the, th the thing is, if, if, if I know we can't go back in time and change everything, but you, for this WrestleMania, what you could have had is Punk and Roll. I don't think that they would have brought that world title back if Cody had won that match at WrestleMania. So I don't, but, but, so you have to kind of imagine that there's just one title, but you could still do Punk and Rollins in a big grudge match. And you could have, you could have Gunther as the undefeated Intercontinental Champion win the Royal Rumble and challenge Cody for the title. That's all on night one. That's huge. That's a huge night one. Night two's rock and Roman without the title in it. It writes itself, doesn't it? Um, you don't. It doesn't. It never. It never needs to be for the belt. And that was my. That was my thing last year when they were talking about whether they were going to try and do it over two, over two nights. Um, Mark, what do you, what do you think about the the WrestleMania nights one and two main events? Well, for the benefits of going on record as a prediction, I've I've come up with all sorts of interesting scenarios in my opinion but i'm going to play it safe and just stick with punk and rollins night one Roman yeah. cody night two the same as everyone else but i mean what what stands out to me and it and it's a possibility i guess roman's roman reigns record breaking title reign needs to end in the wrestlemania main event for me rather than anywhere else i think it's three years plus 
that's when I would. And Cody needs to finish his story by winning the proper world title, not sets. Yeah. And whether that's at WrestleMania or not. And CM Punk needs to crown his return by main event in WrestleMania. So I thought, and that's more than winning the match. He just has to be in that main event. Yeah. And I thought, what if Punk wins the Rumble? Let's say they have an elimination chamber match that Cody wins and they have a three-way at WrestleMania with all three of them in it, bypass the Rollins thing, do something else there. And then that could be night two. So all three are getting what they need. Roman's record-breaking title reigns ending in the WrestleMania main event. Cody's finishing the story and CM Punk's main event in WrestleMania. But And then you've got that opens up night one for something along the lines mm-hmm. of, I mean, if you count each individual night as a WrestleMania main event, the last few years, it's been five WrestleManias since the women have main evented. Rhea yeah. Ripley's on, on fire right now. She's had one of the best 2023s out of anyone, male or female. So if the contempt Sasha Banks back, maybe that would be a night one main event. Um, but yeah, like I said, on record for the benefits of competing against you three in a predictions thing, I'm going to play it safe. So did you, sorry, Stu, did you go Punk and Rollins and Roman and Cody as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. But yeah. just just picking up on what Mark said, one of the, one of, that was one of the things that I've been thinking about is like, do do they go somewhere totally different with Rollins? Like, you know, maybe against Gunter or something like that, you know, because I think Gunter's almost coming up to that sort of like that that thing. And it's quite interesting what Mark says about about Reigns, Punk, and and Rhodes, um, because that that would be quite interesting because. And this comes from my other theory about what where I think CM Punk's going to end up at this year, and I think he's going to end up back aligned with Paul Heyman. And, and and can you? There's a possibility, and we know what Paul Heyman thinks about Cody Rhodes and stuff like that. I'm just wondering if there's a possibility of a bit of a screwy job as well with Heyman being involved and stuff like that. You know, between you know, so I, I could I could go with a three way for that. Um, with with, but I think there would be have to be some screw finish with Heyman involved in that, whether it's to Rose or to Punk or something like that. But again, that this is what I'm saying about Punk coming back. It just opens up so many different trajectories as to yeah. where where you could go with it, really. So, um, so yeah, so that's quite an interesting thought, Mark. Uh, Dan, what do you think? WrestleMania main events night one and two. Uh, I think it's a little bit robotic, unfortunately. I'm afraid. Right. Let's, uh... Yeah, you're back now. Go on, go on, go on. Am I back? Yes, you are, yeah. Right, so I think night one for the ladies, um, Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. Um, Mark called it Ripley's had some year, and I think that will, that will cap it off. Um, and for two, I'm just going to be cliche, Reigns and Rock. Reigns and Rock, it's... yeah. Yes, I don't really. I, but he's come back. I, I could see that whole element that maybe he oversees. He could be in theory oversee a match. Could he do one with Jay and Roman, and he's the ref to crown the new head of the table? Maybe I don't know. Um, as you said, it's not a pay per view, so they don't have to sell, and that's already sold out. So in theory, they can put them wherever they like. Oh, we've just lost Dan again, I think, unfortunately. Um, 
Yeah, so um, I'm just desperately right, trying not to do any editing here. But you think I'll do it, Reigns of Rock? You came back just in time. Just desperately not doing any editing. I can't. I can't face any more editing <laughs> on the 11th out of 12 podcasts. So okay, right. We've we've done the CM Punk still employed by WWE. Uh, let's let's rattle through the next two 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 questions in relatively short order. So will Steve Austin wrestle in 2024? I've said no. Um, Stu, what are you going for for this one? No, I think that moment's passed now. Yeah. I agree. Mark, would you reckon for this one? No, I don't think so. He, he hasn't got the craving that the likes of Undertaker and Edge had to keep on going. He's he's done it. He come back. He main evented WrestleMania. He's done it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan, what do you think about this one? Yeah, no, for me, particularly with the Rock returning, why overshadow your own return? Yeah, indeed. Your your connection is not the best, I'm afraid, Daniel. So I'm not sure if there's anything you can do to. Uh, to try and improve that yeah yeah uh right will the so you you okay i know the answer to the next one so why don't you take a moment to try and sort sort that out and i will will we'll power through the next one so dan has written yes for the rock wrestle in 2024 because he thinks he's gonna be in the main event of wrestlemania so um i've also put yes i, th- I think somehow some way this is going to happen i just don't want it to be at wrestlemania um well I, I certainly don't want it to be at wrestlemania at cody's expense um Stu, what do you think you're are you going yes as well for further down the line i, I, the I, I think yes coming back to what i said originally um uh I, I think it's more likely to be a SummerSlam type thing yeah so yes cool uh mark on the rock i think all the pieces are there to do a great story dating back nearly a decade since rock publicly endorsed him at the 2015 royal rumble um i mean you know, Romans rose to the top of the mountain saying he's he's the best. Uh, what better climax to his story than to have his cousin uh, come back to the ring after a long absence to bring his narcissistic cousin back down to earth. And 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 as we said earlier, I don't think it, that even needs to be a WrestleMania. That match could happen at any pay-per-view at any time with maybe two or three weeks build. You can do the promos, do the videos, flashbacks, you can it could main event a stadium show in Australia, like we said, or Germany later in the year. SummerSlam, like um, Stu said, you only need a few weeks, and and that's going to be a huge main event. Yeah, big time. Uh, right, so sort of similar similar subject matter, um, but looking further ahead into twenty twenty four. So, who will be the WWE undisputed Universal Champion at the end of twenty twenty four? That's the belt currently held by Roman Reigns. And if the two titles are split, we're talking about the the kind of lineal WWE Championship rather than Universal. Um, more in hope than expectation, I'm going Cody Rhodes to be champion at the end of twenty twenty four. Dan, what do you think on this one? Well, I'm back in the room. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's Perfect. good. I'm going to go with Cody finishing his... Oh, oh sorry, his story. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Cody finishing his story. Perfect. I, I love it. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Um, I do think Roman will lose it at WrestleMania, like I said earlier. I think Cody's going to finish the story and beat him, but I don't think he's going to be champion at the end of the year. It's It's been an era of long title reigns. Obviously, Roman's... Gunther's been Intercontinental Champion for well over a year. Rhea Ripley's now closing in on a year as Women's Champion. So when such a memorable title reign as Roman's end, I just don't see him having the next guy do the same thing and hang on to it. So based on that theory, I'm going to predict that Cody loses it later in 2024 after Senor Money in the Bank finally cashes in his briefcase and beats him. So my pick is Damian Priest. Damian Priest, wow, that's... uh... 
slightly left field one but i think that i mean you you think he's gonna do it at some point isn't it? because he's had it for quite you know quite a long time so that people very rarely are unsuccessful with that um Stu, what do you think for a uh, universal channel uh, the undisputed unified champion at the end of 2024 um i'm a bit with mark on this one i can see i can see Rhodes doing it but i don't see him closing the year out with it um Question is, is who? Um, and that, that's that's what I'm struggling with a little bit. I, I'm not, I'm not a believer in priest. I have to say. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna throw a name out there. Um, Gunter. Yep. I saw. I went with last year. Solid pick. Right. A big one. The last. Really, the last serious question of this. Now, th this is something you never know. This could be out this evening if there is a, if there is a legitimate. Big announcement. I don't know what it's going to be. Will WrestleMania in 2025 be in London? There's been lots of talk about that that this year. They met, obviously John Cena came out of Money in the Bank. What's going to happen? Um, Stu, go first. Um, no, no, I, I I don't think they're quite ready to pull the trigger on that. It's a very sad story if that is the case. Dan, what do you think about this one? No, because I'm convinced that it's going to be the year of my 40th. <laughs> so what year What what year would that be? So that's 2027. 20, 20, 2027, yeah. I'm I mean, convinced that one year I've gone, do you know what I'm going to do for my 40th? I'm going to live my dream and go to WrestleMania. I'm literally going to be able to get the tube there. <laughs> uh, Mark, what do you think on this one? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. The, there are pros and cons, but there's way more cons than pros. Uh, London isn't campaigning to host it, whereas there's cities all over the world that would jump at the chance. The time difference, it's not a huge factor, but it probably is a factor. No indoor stadiums in London and the chance of cold temperatures, rain and snow in April are high. SummerSlam in August maybe, but not WrestleMania in April. I am going yes for this. Again, hope rather than expectation. I really think this is the time to do it. I think AEW had a had a big success, obviously, last year. They've sold, what, 35,000 seats, I think, for slightly rejigged Wembley Stadium for, for this summer, which is, which is still very good. I'm sure they'll probably be close to 50 for, for showtime. Um, but I think, I think now's the time for WrestleMania to come. I think with the weather thing, I, I do agree, but... I think they take their chance in New York and Philadelphia, haven't they? They're taking their chance in New York a couple of times. So Philadelphia is an iffy one as well for two, for, you know, for two nights there. And that poured with rain about an hour. Well, probably as we were leaving, didn't it? Actually, in New York. Yeah. So, um, so we, we 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 shall see on that. Even all in was pouring with rain the day before, wasn't it? If you remember. So if that had been a day later, it would have been um, yeah. yeah, big big trouble. But yeah, so we, we shall see. Um, right, the last question is for for the for the listeners, um, Mark. Stu and I, and potentially Dan, depending on parental duties, will be watching WrestleMania in a house that we've rented for uh, the weekend, which is going to be great fun. It has a hot tub. So we'll, if you sign up to patreon.com forward slash mid-south moments, you'll get to see us all in a very small set of speedos that we're having specially printed for the event. So will Stu make it up? Will, will Stu make it up in the hot tub? Will Stu make it through staying up for both nights of WrestleMania about falling asleep? This is a, a big fat no from me. Absolutely zero chance. Mark, what do you think? I think yes. I think you will. You think yes? Wow, not, okay. 
Not by his own doing, though. Uh, he is, <laughs> after all, a legendary napper and sleeper. Yes. Um, but I think the rest of us can take measures to prevent it from happening. Uh, we can put him on the Steve Austin WrestleMania 19 diet, a constant stream of sugar and caffeine-fueled <laughs> energy drinks and snacks. And then if all else fails, we can take it in turns, slapping him about, throwing things at him to keep him alert. It's what good friends do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan, what do you think on this one? I mean, if I'm there, there's no way he's sleeping. Come on. <laughs> there you don't know me that very well. <laughs> he wouldn't want Right, uh, Stu, what do you think? Are you going to be positive about your chances or negative? Well, I have to say I'm, I'm shocked by all your answers and the lack of faith is uh, <laughs> it, it disturbs me. I will put on record that I did stay awake for both WrestleMania nights last year. Well done. Well, you stayed up both nights. Yeah. Both nights. Wow. And then went then three hours later was on the train to London for four days away with the kids. Oh London. yeah, I do remember that. That's so, very hardcore, yeah. So uh and the reason I was I, I nearly did go, but then my son came down to watch the Rains Roads match at like half three in the morning or whatever it was. <laughs> so I couldn't go to sleep. So um my track record is improving, granted it's a low base point. So I'm going to go. Yes. Excellent. Right. Okay. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it because I want to just get a bloody point in this predictions <laughs> thing so I can sit there proud as punch next year. So, uh, yeah. That you've won it. Right. Okay. That is it for the 2024 predictions. But before we get on out of here, there's one last thing that we always do. And that's talk about our personal wrestling highlight of 2023. So, Stu, you're on my screen. Why don't you go first? Yeah. Okay, so um, let me just find my wee notes here. So, um, so I've got I've got two or three highlights. Um, um, the first one I want to I want a, a shout out to what I think has been one of the. I just think he's been he's been brilliant, and that's Don Mysterio. I think he's really grown as a as a as a character this this year. I mean, if you look at some of the matches, he's had some big matches this year, and and. The reaction that he provokes from the audience and stuff like that, I just think he's 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 been amazing from where he was, probably where you where you think he was in 2022. I think 2023 has certainly been a stellar year for our Dom. Um, my personal highlights, I can't get away from um, the buzz when Sami Zayn whacked Reigns with the chair at Elimination Chamber in, in February. I thought that was a, a an amazing moment, and um, the 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 Jey Uso, I'm out. Uh, monologue uh, ran at his brother and then turns and says you're out I'm out too super kick reigns unbelievable moment uh, for me so so yeah my, my my two particular highlights definitely revolve around um, uh, around the bloodline story and stuff like that uh, and without being too cheesy obviously these podcasts are of course a highlight uh, or was a highlight of last year as well so thank you for involving me no problem thank you for all of your efforts Stu uh, Mark over to you um, from WWE, obviously, they had a good year with a lot of good stories, but the thing that stood out for me was they had some legendary crowds throughout 2023 for pay-per-views especially. I mean, the reaction, it was Royal Rumble, Stu, where Sammy uh, quit the bloodline and hit Roman with the chair. Oh, was it? Then, Sorry. Then in February at Elimination he, he, Chamber, he, he it was an amazing yeah. crowd at Montreal for Sammy bad. challenging yeah. for the title. Uh, in April, the reaction in Puerto Rico for Bad Bunny. Um, 
in London, the crowd reaction for Roman being pinned for the first time in over three years by Jey Uso. And then, of course, November Survivor Series, the reaction in Chicago when CM Punk come out. It, there was some unforgettable stuff there. Um, me personally, I got to meet some folks for the first time at All In, including Dan Phillips, uh, Callum Barnes. Um, we don't say Dan. Don't, we don't say Dan's surname on the podcast anymore. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Matthew from Random Wrestling Review. I met him. Uh, I met that Irish McNeil guy from Twitter. And, um, so that was all good stuff. And then 2023 was the year I finally got on board with the Will Ospreay hype train. Um, back in February, he did a rare appearance in the north of England, wrestling one of my favourite workers, Robbie X, in Robbie's hometown of Lincoln, which is only 20 miles from where I live. That ended up being my favourite match of 2023 that night. They put on an absolute clinic, and it was at the same time Osprey had been doing Instagram videos about how much his body was suffering and the injuries were mounting. So I just found that fantastic. Um, I went on to witness five more live Will Ospreay matches during the year for 1PW in Doncaster, for Red Pro in London, and of course AEW at Wembley. So he was my wrestler of 2023, and I'm just gutted he didn't sign for WWE. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Dan, what are yours? Um, I mean, all in for me is probably, you know, live wrestling and you can't beat it really, can you? And got to meet the man himself in Mark, so I've met, I've met, I've met the trilogy that I'm looking at on my Zoom now, um, and hopefully looking forward to having a sleepover with the three of them, um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then or not sleepover, Stu, should we say? And then um, I guess for watching wise, I completely agree. Just the whole bloodline stuff, um, it was you were just gripped, absolutely gripped, and it had to come to an end. It was quite sad, but it was, it was. It it got everyone talking again. It got people, it got people that uh, had been out of the loop for a while back talking, and you know people are asking asking about it and things like that. And Twitter was a buzz, and it's just good when that happens, right? Um, yeah, it's better than moaning. Um, so yeah, they were they were my two that have been covered by the other two guys as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think All In was was such a special day. It really was uh, because I, I I remember just feeling like a bit of a kid, really, like getting on the train. I was so like excited, and it just was. It felt like such a big deal to have a you know a wrestling show back at Wembley Stadium for the first time for thirty one years. Um, which it was just it was it was it was really really good for all the faults of AEW in the build. We all had a great time that day. Um, in terms of some of the other stuff. Uh, Osprey just throughout the year still working so hard for Red Pro uh, and I'm really sad that that's coming coming to an I actually met him last year as well which was lovely um, and going back to the 4th of January this day last year my match of the year was Omega and Osprey from the Tokyo Dome which I thought was just out, absolutely out of this world um, and as I said earlier on I don't have the same feelings about there's so much good wrestling out there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, I think the rest of the world of wrestling, apart from WWE, is in a bit of an odd spot now. But um, I think that WWE through to WrestleMania is going to be a creative high, and that's something for us all to look forward to. But um, yeah, and obviously doing the podcast with you, you chaps has been something that I've, I've loved throughout not only 2023, but years prior. So yeah, that is it now. That is it. That is the 11th uh, Pro Wrestling Moments in the can. But anyway, I'd like to say, don't, don't give me any stuff about the end of the show, because obviously we may or may not be talking about that tomorrow. But is there anything that anyone would like to say about 2024, 2023 wrestling or anything else before we get on out of here? The floor is yours. 
just checking my notes. I feel like I've missed some stuff. But... You didn't. You didn't. Talk, you didn't talk about when you met Dave Meltzer. I didn't talk about when I met, met Dave Meltzer. <laughs> no, that was. Uh, oh, let's put it. He this said way. it was a really special day, and he felt like a kid. So I thought that encompassed the yeah. Meltzer part of it. I mean, yeah. I did enjoy that. Like- but Dave much preferred Dan to me, which was which was a bit jarring, shall we say? <laughs> it was all over Dan like a bloody wrap up a drone pipe, and the, the, me me less so. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that to be fair, that was good fun. That whole thing was good fun as well. Actually, the show was really good. So it's just it's just a good day. And I, I wonder if Stu and Mark would be tempted later in the year for next for for this one as to whether depending on what what's going on and what's on the card and whether there's any train strikes and all that jazz what, what would you both put your percentage chance at the moment for that what for all in yeah i i, I am very very much 50 50 for the reason that i said is that um uh my in-laws are taking us all away for their golden wedding yeah. anniversary and as yet dates are to be confirmed but they're thinking it's going to be the middle of august so i'm right okay so it's right I, I'm, the, I, yeah, I, yeah. I am i am yeah, I really very much am 50-50. If anything, it's going to be... I mean, I should have a bit more of an indication around March time when they've finally booked it. So, uh, so yeah. Well, you'll have no problem with tickets because... And I, and I no. don't say that to make fun. It's just that it's a huge stadium and, you know, 40 or 50,000 yeah, yeah. in that stadium will be amazing still. And also yeah. this time they're doing it in very a very different way. They've only sold one end because they've got the... I believe they've got the... the they have got a... a essentially a section of what the Taylor Swift stage is, which takes over a whole end. So um, that's the reason why the kind of setup is, is quite a bit mm. different, but actually it may look a little bit better if they're just shooting it that way. Uh, Mark, what's your, what's your sort of uh, percentage would you say at the moment? I'll probably end up going. Do you think? Yeah, most yeah. likely. Yeah. I've got, uh, there's nowhere else I'm going to be instead. It was a financial reason. I didn't join in when you, you were buying in bulk yeah. the, the gang's tickets. But, you know, it's going to be a big deal in it. So I think I think so. I mean, I mean, obviously for for Dan, for Dan and I and and, and Lewis and, and Ben as well, it is because the guys on the other podcast asked me about this. So you don't you don't really like AEW? Why are you going? I'm like, it's an hour from my house, so it's like, I can't, yeah. I can't like what what it's actually saying. Like, what else am I going to be doing? I know for you two, it's 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 more of a um, you know administrative and organizational thing with with an over, you know at least one overnight stay but yeah let, let, let's let's hope that we can you know we can potentially get together if the stars align um for that but obviously we'll be seeing each other for wrestlemania wrestlemania house i can't wait for that it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah it's gonna be phenomenal right that is it thank you all very much for listening and we shall speak to you all again very well we'll speak to you again tomorrow for the end we won't speak to you very much after that but yeah thanks for listening we'll speak to you again then I can't believe this could be